Welcome to Lompoc Foursquare Church's podcast. Enjoy the message. Happy, healthy, blessed new year. Come on. Come on. 2022. And for the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about better together because we are. Now, someone said there's no I in team. True? But there's a me in team. Look, it's there. And it's up to you to decide whether you're going to press in, whether you're going to follow the heart of God, uh, or whether you're going to stay back. Uh, I think no one has rejoiced more in the last two and a half years than Satan himself. Why? Because people had reason and cause to isolate. People had reason and cause to close church doors. People had reason and cause to close the classroom to face-to-face learning. And I'm grateful that everybody pivoted and went on Zoom and the like. But isolation is never God's idea. It never is. Now, again, I understand mandates and CDC and all of that. But we are better together than we are alone. And when there's over 100 one another's in the New Testament in the Bible, and a third of them are how we're to treat each other, a third of them are how we're to serve together to the community beyond us, and a third of them are how to make sure that, that we are okay ourselves. I mean, you got to understand that God intended for us to be together, better together. In February, we're going to launch some small groups uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to launch some discipleship pathways to growth online. So those of you that feel more comfortable online can do that. And those of you joining us online today, happy new year to you. We're glad that you are staying connected with us. We've received great response from people over this last year, uh, of what we've done to be online and so many uh, opportunities, not only for us as adults, but kids content online. If you are into YouTube, you ever have heard of YouTube, we have a YouTube channel, Lompoc Foursquare, you just go there, Lompoc Foursquare live stream, and you'll see all these archived teachings and messages. And some of you may know, and some of you may not know that every Tuesday for the last 56 weeks, we've been doing uh, the Psalms and uh, book of Psalms, and it's all there for you, a bunch of stuff, content for you. So we're creating that constantly to make sure that people know that we're trying to do life together. So somebody asked me, do you have a word of God or word from God for 2022? And usually I, I come up with some phrase, a lot of pastors have, you know, nothing like this, or this is going to be the year for, but here's my one word, transformation, transformation. That the Holy Spirit wants to transform us from the inside out. Whatever is, is dead can come back to life in Christ. Whatever dreams have been dormant, the ones that God placed in your heart and, and, and somehow you just said, ah, it's never going to change, that he wants to transform those into life-giving dreams. That none of us would be able to say that we're discounted from ministry because we've got a bad past or we don't know God long enough or we don't know the scripture well enough. I believe that God wants to use us like never before as it regards to relationships with others, helping others. And I'm so grateful for what we've done this past year. If you uh, received our MailChimp email, you would have 
read through some of the things we did this last year. If you go, MailChimp, I don't know what that is. Just take your Connect card and give us an email address. We promise not to sell it to Amazon or Pottery Barn or anyone else, right? But if you write down your uh, address, we will send you uh, what we do every month or month and a half. We send kind of an update of LFC. And some of you go, hey, email, I don't do email. Well, uh, that's okay. If you want it in text form, we'll send you a link to your text account. Just write it down. We'll do that as well. But one of the things we talked about this year is how much we did in 2021. Even in the midst of isolation, we were pretty creative. Um, we gave away over 500 gift boxes to police and fire and medical uh, team at, at Lompoc Hospital. We served our, our security forces on Thanksgiving, uh, providing meals for them. We served at the Christmas party for them. We did the block party. Anybody remember? On our street, and thousands and thousands of people came. And, and uh, we, we, we launched our, relaunched, rebranded, relaunched our youth ministry on Tuesday night. And it's been fabulous since February. We got to going and we got a bunch of kids that started to come. And each week we see new young people come on Tuesday night and they get free food. They like it too. And last Tuesday night we had s'mores out here and it was great. And right in the middle of our s'mores, we heard the fire trucks. One, two, three. It was a structure fire on D Street, one block away. And we thought they were coming here because we had so much smoke going up. I said, are they coming here? Are they coming here? And that would have been great. Yeah, they're coming to the chaplain's church. And uh, anyway, but uh, it wasn't us. And everybody was fine. And I think of all the things we've been able to do and minister to people in the middle of it all. So I have to say a big thank you to you for your, your generosity and your giving and all that you've done. But here's a great quote from Andy Stanley. If you don't like the grammar, you can blame him. The primary activity of the church was one anothering one another. Isn't that great? One anothering one another. And when you pastor one of the biggest churches in America, you can say stuff like that. One anothering one another. But it really is our call. I want to ask you a question once you have everything, what would you still wish you had? Once you had everything on your wish list, your bucket list, once you had everything that you ever wanted in life, what would you still wish you had? Before we answer that question, I want to do a scientific survey. We took it at uh, 9 o'clock, and it was good. The, the first question of the scientific survey, and you can respond by the show of hands, is how many of you ever had someone coach you? mentor you, and help you get better in life? Come on. Okay, good, good. How many of you had someone give you a chance at a job, open a door for you? When you weren't fully qualified, they gave you a shot. Come on, okay? How many had someone teach you a trade? They showed you how to put pipes together or bend conduit or something. You didn't know how, but look, 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 look in the room. That's so good. Okay, how many of you have ever had someone torment you? No, keep your hands down. We don't, we don't, yeah, that's the opposite of mentoring, right? Tor, tor, tormenting. How many of you had someone show you the way to Jesus? Yeah, yeah. How many had someone, now I'm not talking about a pastor or a preacher, but someone took time to model the life of Christ for you and it was attractive and you said, I want that, I want some of that. Yeah, good. Good. Almost everybody has raised your hand in here. I'm sure online you were raising your hand as well. Sorry, I can't see you. That is the answer of what I'm after. 
All I would like you to do as a pastor is go and do what others have done to you. As Paul the Apostle says, follow me as I follow Christ. Go and do likewise. Go and pour your heart into someone. Find the next generation and pour your heart into them. Now, some of you, you have to go two generations. If you're old like me, you can go to the next generation and the next generation. You can hit uh, Gen Z and Gen whatever now, the new names of new generations. But I love coming on Tuesday night. I love hanging out with our young people. I mean, it's just amazing. And again, they love free food. They just love it. They eat it up. And some of our students who attend are totally unchurched. They have no church background. Their family does not attend church. And they come here and they laugh together. They learn together. They hear hear the word of God together. They make s'mores together. They eat mac and cheese together. I mean, it's great. It's great fun. We have a wonderful team. And I'll tell you, if you've never been, you, you can let us know. We'll let you have a time where you can come and sit in the back and just kind of watch. It's good. And then when they all leave, we'll let you run the vacuum and clean up. It's fun too. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And we had one mom come to us and say, you have no idea how dark and depressed my daughter was. She had nobody reaching out to her during her Zoom school time. And And she got really dark and depressed and the lights were off in her room. And I can only tell you this much story I'm allowed to tell. And and she said that the lights were off in the room. The only time we saw any light on was she was stuck to her cell phone. She did not want to come down and have dinner with us. She didn't want to talk. She didn't want to, she just was dark. And she would go on Zoom and she learned how to kind of like ghost herself and not really be in class. And if the teacher ever said her name, she she would jump up and respond. Other than that, she didn't really engage in education. And she said, Pastor, we thought we were losing our daughter. And darkness had come into her room and started to permeate our house. And, and we bribed her to come to youth group and she came. And, and within three or four weeks, all of a sudden, her lights were on in her room. And we found her one night reading her Bible at the bed <laughs> instead of having her head in her cell phone. Yay! Come on, I say yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she came down to dinner and wondered why we all don't pray over our meal. (laughs) And we felt convicted. And she comes home and tells us what she's learning at youth group. And uh, I just go, Lord, that's what we want to be about. That's a part of the one another. I think Jesus smiles when we go out of our way to make a difference. So I want to talk to you this morning about a man who had everything, but comes at the end of his life and wishes he had built better relationships. Now, his name is Solomon. He leaves us a few books. He writes the Song of Solomon when he was young and very much in love. It's the only PG-13 in the entire Bible. And then he writes the book of Proverbs, a book of wisdom to his son. And then he writes Ecclesiastes near the end of his life. And if you read it carefully, you'll hear a bunch of overwhelming regrets. So Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12, a passage that's often read at weddings, but I want to read it here. Two are better than one. We are better together because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Solomon. There's relative peace while he is king. 
Solomon, more money than anyone can count. Solomon, worldwide influence and impact. He has a thousand concubines. That means he had a lot of women at his disposal. So guys, if you think women are the answer, no offense, ladies. (laughs) He had a thousand horses. If you think money is the answer, you think things are the answer, if you think palaces or square footage is the answer, he had uncountable wealth, fame spread across the world. But yet here it is. He felt desperately alone at the end of his life. Now, we can go through life and wonder if people will ever be there for us. And maybe some of you have had people who've walked out of your life, walked away from your life, checked out, unfriended you. Maybe you think of all the, the words that were spoken about you, the people that spoke ill of you behind your back and you know, lied about you. Come on. And I've spoken with many, many people, and here's what they ask oftentimes. Will anyone be there for me? But I'd like to reverse the question. And I believe God wants us to reverse the question. Who are you refusing to leave behind? Who are you making sure that they've got somebody in their corner? See, we were created for community. And when you answer this question, like, who who are you reaching out to? You might say, well, I'm going to love my husband or my kids or, okay. Beside the current circle of influence you have, who could the Holy Spirit be saying to you in 2022? I want you to reach them. I want you to encourage them. And so as I start my new year, that's my question. Lord, who do I need to invest in? Holy Spirit, reveal to me a name of somebody that I know or maybe never met before, but I know who they are. Ask the Holy Spirit who he would have you invest into. Could there be one person in 2022 that you make a world of difference in? How about this, that you make an eternal difference into their lives? Remember all the hands that went up? Coaches and mentors and helpers and teachers and those that gave you a shot at at work, somebody who taught you a trade. Who could you teach? somebody who led you to Christ, who could you lead to Christ in this year? So as we go through this this passage, I want you to see the first point is that we have a good return for our labor. Somebody said that uh, many hands make, make light work. Thank you. Three people knew the answer. It's mutual effort. We, we can't do what we do as a church by ourselves. You know this. The schools can't run by themselves. They need our help. The library, the Boys and Girls Club, the YMCA, Partners in Caring, Convalescence Center. I mean, there's so many avenues for us to serve and make an eternal difference. But here's what I want you to know. Life is not to be lived alone. And that's why, repeating myself on purpose in February when we start small groups, we want you to jump in. We want you to be a part of one. And if you're already a part of one, great. Who else can you invite to that group? You see, two are better than one, and he makes it clear. The second thing is that one will lift up his companion. We call this mutual support. Now, here's what I've seen in my years of ministry. I've seen people rise and fall, crash and burn, go off the rails, go over the edge. And the ones that I've seen rise up again are usually those who have someone who helps them up. Galatians speaks about that. When someone's carrying their pack and it's too heavy for them, you help them carry their pack. You help them carry their weight or their burden when it's too much. 
And let me, let me tell you who I've seen. I've seen the people rise up from the depths. They're usually ones who invested in other people when those people were in the depths. And the ones you invest in tend to come and rally around you. Now, this is not true in all situations. I've had people bail out on me. Amen. Anybody else? Yeah. You can count on me, Barney. I'll be. Yeah, sure. Right. And never see him again. <laughs> and we've all been there. We've all had that happen. But for the most part, if you invest in people when they're down, they will come around and invest in you. I love what Proverbs 4, 26 and 27, this is also Solomon. Let's read his words, can we? Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the, yeah, turn your foot away from evil. And I'm going to take that word evil and define it, not just the devil's way or sinner's way, but I'm also going to define it a selfish way. A me first, me most attitude where we don't allow that to happen. And then Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Here's another great one. Let's read it together. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please the flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from eternal life. And he's not just talking about eternal life when you die. He's talking about a quality of life while you're here. Life and life more abundant, as Jesus talked about in John chapter 10. It's kindness that binds us together. And I see all kinds of phrases on social media, you know, be kind, just be kind, just be kind. And most of the people saying be kind are not even believers. They have no Holy Spirit behind them to help them. They have no word of God behind them to help them. They have no Jesus, the Savior, the kindest person who ever walked the planet behind them. But we do. If you know Christ as your Savior, then we have this, this power and impetus behind us to be people that are kind. Let me ask you a question. Who do you refuse to leave behind in 2022? The third thing is they keep each other warm. And this is what we call mutual encouragement. Encouragement. Have you ever had somebody come alongside you and encourage you when you were the most discouraged? Ever had it happen? I have. When somebody speaks a word of encouragement, when a believer speaks a word of encouragement, they're speaking to you the blessing of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is called the encourager. You're most like God. You're most like his spirit when you're encouraging and lifting people up and putting winds in their sail. I mean, come on. We should be the kind of people where seldom has heard a discouraging word. Huh? And the skies are not cloudy all day. We should be speaking words of blessing and encouragement into the life of someone else. Where did I get this from? Well, I got it from the fact that the Holy Spirit's an encourager, but I also got it from the Apostle Paul, 1 Thessalonians 5, 11. Notice what it says. Therefore, encourage one. Ah, and build each other up. You know what encouraging words do? Well, you know it. You've had encouragement before. I had somebody after our first service come to me and just speak a word of encouragement to me. They were, they were visiting uh, in town. They haven't been here for a while. Uh, they live in Arizona. And they walked up to me and just spoke a word of encouragement. I felt like I could go beat up the devil. I was like, well, I was all pumped up, you know. My chest went out. You know, I felt like the incredible Hulk. 
not hunk, hulk. <laughs> no, really. It was just a word. And it was a gracious word. And I thought, wow. So I'm just a recipient, you know, a little while ago of what I'm talking about. Where you can speak into the life of someone else and encourage them and build them up. Therefore, encourage one another. And the next thing is, number four, they can resist an attack. Mutual strength. Solomon says, the one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And a lot of you are going to say, yeah, pastor, that's a great sermon. I got that. When's the last time you defended someone that was under attack? When was the last, listen, listen, I'm going to lean in. Are you ready? When was the last time you told somebody to shh, shh, check it, bavakasha? That's Hebrew. It means close your mouth. And that sound, it almost sounds like profanity. Shek it, bavakasha. <laughs> you need to shek it, bavakasha. It means please close your mouth. Isn't that great? And I just want to ask you a question. When was the last time you, you were in the midst of people and they were talking ill of someone and you just let it go? You been there? Yeah. How about you say, excuse me? Yes. Shek it, bavakasha. Try it out, it'll work. What? That means please close your mouth. That means at least polite. I've been in circles where people, and, and they, they don't like me because I, I want to change the story, especially lately. Someone's making a comment about Lompoc. Uh, you know, Lompoc. I said, yeah, it's got the greatest weather. I said, they told us we'd be in a drought till Jesus comes. And we had rain. We had a little, didn't we? Yeah. Got some more, they tell me, on the horizon. Thank God. Somebody else said, oh, yeah, Lompoc. You know, people in Lompoc, people. I said, you live in Lompoc. Quit speaking ill of yourself. I said, I love people in Lompoc. I said, look out the window. Woo. Look at that sky out there. People in other parts of the country would love to have what you have. People in other parts of the world would crawl here if they could across the oceans just to have what you have. Just our fast food options alone. <laughs> and now we got Dutch Brothers. I mean, we're upscale now. Did you see, did you see the, the congestion going to Dutch Brothers? This is, by the way, sorry, don't hold this against sermon time. This is law poke, man. We get anything new and we traffic jam it. Everybody, everybody tweeting and, and, and TikToking and Facebook and accepting. Have you been to Dutch Brothers yet? They've been open three minutes. And people are asking the question, you been to Dutch Brothers yet? I, I'm sorry for, I've been here so long, but when we put Panda in here, we had a motorcycle cop there for three days directing traffic. And by the way, that's the worst engineered in and out by Wingstop. Habit, come on, can I get an amen now? You know. <laughs> I mean, you get in there and people are in Panda and God bless all those businesses. I pray for their success. But man, oh man, you're trying to make a left turn against the southbound H trap. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you go, honey, I don't know what he's talking about. Okay, it's all right. It's all right. You're stuck in the McDonald's line or, or the Taco Bell line, 96 cars in the line. Anyway, because they heard the bell, ding, and they had to go, everybody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's get back to the sermon. <laughs> How'd I get off track? You know, what did I say to get off track? I, I, it don't matter. It don't matter. 
But what I said was, what I said was, <laughs> life is a fight. And two can resist the attack. There's mutual strength. Life is a fight. Have you noticed? You will do well to not ask the question, who's going to help me fight? You would do well to say, who can I help fight for? Who can I help speak well of? When people are bad-mouthed in Lompoc, I know that's how I got there. To say, I refuse to let you talk about my city like that. Ah, Pastor P, come on. Because in your mouth, in your tongue, is life and death. What are you going to be known for in 2022? What are you going to be saying in 2022? Oh, thank God for Lombok. Thank God for the, for the schools in Lombok. Thank God for the churches in Lombok. You know, I pray for the churches in Lombok because I don't just pray for this one. I, I pray for my friend Mark Galvin up on the hill at Calvary Baptist who's meeting in the Presbyterian City View Church. I, I, I pray for their leaders there. I pray for Trinity Church. I prayed for Trinity for, for 35 years. Why wouldn't I? They're the body of Christ. I pray for my friend Ron Wiley over there at Grace Temple Missionary Baptist Church, where they know how to worship. They, 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 they get into it, let me tell you. I went there once just because I was discouraged. I was encouraged just walking in. I heard the piano player and the choir sing, and I got greeted by people who really dress for church. We're pretty casual. It's okay. Be casual, you know, and you'll be loved by people and I, I've been to True Vine. I've been to Calvary Baptist before, and, and I pray for them. I pray for Pastor Nate, brand new pastor up on a hill, Calvary Baptist, and, and why not? I pray for the city. I pray for our police. I pray for our firemen. New Year's Eve, we were over there, Pastor John and I and his daughter Kaylee and Mike Moore, and we served them dinner. Our police coming off duty and our police coming on duty and our fire department we fed them. Our good friend Dave helped us. We had brisket and pulled pork. Sounds good, doesn't it? And mac macaroni and cheese. He puts jalapenos in his macaroni and cheese. Woo! Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Nothing craft about that, let me tell you. It's the real stuff, you know. And we loved on them. We were sitting in the midst of our cops that were going to go out on New Year's Eve. Got to hug them. I love when I get to hug them with their vests on and their guns and tasers. It feels good, you know. And, and to bless them. There's people you can bless. And everybody's fighting a fight. We heard that, haven't we? Everybody's fighting a battle somewhere. Stop saying, who's going to help me in my battle? Start saying, whose battle can I help in? Who can I help rise up? And I'm just going to tell you this. I've learned this so well. Life is a fight. Life is a fight. And if you have big dreams and big callings from God that the devil's going to fight you, your own fears are going to fight you, your own past is going to rise up and fight you, even some of your friends are going to say, you'll never do that. Just say, excuse me. The Lord is with me, and I've got people on my side. Why do I have people on my side? Because I've been on the side of other people. Who will I be there for? I think that's a great question. Ask the Holy Spirit, who do I need to be there for? God, put somebody on my mind that I can help, that I can serve. And Solomon ends this, as you know so well. Number four, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And he's talking here about an unbroken connection. Now, you think he'd say, well, if two of us are wrapped around each other, we're, we're strong, we're capable. But he throws in a third piece. This is God. He says, when we come together and we're wrapped with the cord of God, a three-strand cord, 
is not just one-third more strong. It's exponentially stronger. Three chords together. And oftentimes, again, this is a marriage passage. People say, well, now the two of you come together, wrapped around by the Lord. But I believe, as Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken, that we are bound together by Christ himself. Now, has there been people and will there be people to destroy the church? As long as there's been church since the first century, people have tried to destroy the church. Worlds have destroyed. Governments have tried to destroy the church. And why not? Because Jesus said, the church is the only thing I will build. Think about that. The church will be built by Jesus, he said, and the gates of hell will not prevail against us. So anything we can do to give, to be generous, to give tithes and offerings, to pray, to serve, is what it's all about. This is going to be a great year of transformation. God's going to use you and God's going to use me to make a difference in the lives of other people. So let me ask you this question. Who are you taking with you? Because Solomon comes into his life, he got nobody. All his influence, all his concubines, all his horses, all his palaces, all his power, all his prestige, all his wisdom. And he says, you know what? Don't you miss it. Because two are better than one. Because you are better together. One of the things that he ends with is a three Fold cord, a three-strand cord is not easily broken. He's almost like a preacher with laser beam focus. And he says, whatever you do, don't forget people. But whatever you do, don't forget God. Make room for God. So if you've been holding out, if you've been holding out on Jesus, now's the time to give him your life. If you've been holding out on a deeper relationship with God, maybe you've known Christ for a long time, now's the time to say, I'm all in, Lord. Not just because it's a new year, the flip of the calendar, but because it's a new year as far as transformation is concerned. Christ wants to change us from glory to glory. It's been a while since we did a repetitious prayer, but I'm going to invite you to repeat these words after me from your heart to God's heart. Let's just say this. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I believe in you that you died for me and that you rose again for me. You are alive. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my king and I will follow you. Thank you for not leaving me behind. And Lord, with that prayer, I would just pray for the days and the years ahead. There'd be such a deep commitment here at LFC to care for one another, to not always ask the question, who's going to help me, but to ask the question, Lord, who would you have me help? Who can I encourage, Lord? Who can I come alongside of? Whose soul can I warm by the words of encouragement and grace and blessing? What child, what young adult, what student can I believe in? And Lord, how can we reciprocate what was given to us? People who gave us a shot, people who, who believed in us, people who taught us a trade, people who mentored us. 
I pray that 2022 will be a year where we are better together. That you transform us by your spirit, by what was dead comes back to life. And Lord, we're going to sing that chorus. All our lives, you've been faithful to us. May we be faithful back in return. That surely goodness and mercy will follow us. But Lord, we don't want it to just follow us. We want it to flow through us to other people who need goodness and mercy. And our world is desperate to know the love of Christ through our lives. Help us to live heart first. Help us in every action and word to connect all we do back to souls and see many come to know Christ this year. God, I believe that this will be a place of refuge This will be a place of renewal. This will be a place of salvation. It will be called a house of prayer where we worship you, we believe in you, we receive your Holy Spirit every time we gather in this place. We love you, O God. Thank you for those who are coming to you today for the first time. Thank you for those who are renewing their faith in you. And I pray against the feelings that were discounted or discredited to serve, to give. As you're speaking to us even now, that you have ministry for us, you have people who desperately need what we have. And the best we have to offer them is Jesus. 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 We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please visit us at mylfc.com for more information about our church. Thank you so much for listening.